here's our next podcast. I'm Ace. I'm Harold. And thank you for joining us. Uh, our podcast is called Church, Does It Really Exist? And so we just wanted to establish why we, you know, why we made our title, why we say church doesn't really exist, because in a sense, when you hear church, you too often think of a building or a place of meeting. I mean, you hear people say, I'm going to church, or my church is in such a place, or you drive by and you say, oh, look at that church. So in the mindset of, of most people in America, at least, a church is a building and not really the organic life of uh, assembled believers. Well, let's, let's get a little bit into that. Can we do that? Yeah. Let's get into that a little bit. Let's go to another historical fact that you can just go on to Google or whatever. You can look this up. And now we bring in our good friend, Constantine. Um, and actually, before Constantine comes along, church, the buildings actually started in, from what I read, was uh, between 100 and 200 A.D. Up till that time, there was no building. You had ecclesia. It was in homes. It was groups. It could be at a. It, it could be at the town square. It could be any place. But they did not have churches, uh, church buildings. It, they had nothing like that. So. It just kind of, from what I read, it kind of muddled, muddled along until Constantine comes along. Constantine, um, I, I'm just going to give you just a little bit here so that you can, if you want more, you can go in and take and look the history of it up. But, but he eventually, in around 300 and I think it was around 320 or something, and uh, he actually renovated buildings that were used for uh pagan temples pagan temples yeah and turned them into a christian house of, supposedly of worship so why let me ask this why do we want to go to a building have anything from who knows how many to thousands of people in a meeting what are you learning there truthfully what are and, you learning there yeah, and uh, some of that we'll deal with as we um, in a in a future podcast. We'll yeah. uh, we'll really go into detail in those things for and, sure, and bring out a little more information. We're just kind of giving you a brief summary of um, the whole idea of church, where it came from, who established the word, and the whole idea of what how it was uh, how it's used today. Uh, people don't think of church as being just the people gathered. Some people will say it's only the people, but you know, there's always that reference to the building. To the building, um, you get dressed, you get up in the morning on Sunday, and you drive to church. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So it's, it's, uh, that whole concept doesn't hold water in scripture. I, I have to add this. It, I'm sure that you you people that go to these buildings on every Sunday, because we were we. Yeah. My wife, his wife, we went to this. It's like Groundhog Day. I'm sorry, every Sunday become Groundhog Day. And but when we would meet as a as an ecclesia, we learned about Scripture only by using Scripture, and and uh, it 
It's amazing the difference there. But this tradition, tradition is hard to break. I found certain things I've struggled with. I've struggled a long time with getting that notion out of my mind of certain things. And it's a tradition because it's it's buried there. You've done it for so many years. I mean, I'm I'm per, pretty much a, a, a young Christian, but I know that even just the short time that I was going to the church, it it just it was un it was not easy there sometimes, especially towards the end. Yeah, you but, get caught up in the traditional um, institutional situation um and you 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 fit you know for us peg and i were you know my wife we've been uh christians for um 40 years or more i, I can't remember um 1980 whatever that yeah a little over 40 years so um and we've gone through a lot of processes and um we always had a struggle with the the institution itself, but we couldn't put our finger on it until we scripture spoke to us. And it is scripture that is the one that brought our attention to is the institutional church biblical? And we have to say from scripture it is not. And that's why we actually um, started this podcast to bring uh, this information to people. And, you know, we're still have baggage left over from that. We're still struggling through these things. So, um, and that's why the whole idea of authority is what we've been um, keying on is a big deal when you, when you understand the church their ecclesia, I, you know, I hate to use that word church because it, it, but yeah. it's it's really the the Greek word is ecclesia. It means a called out people. It means the gathering of believers. That is the church. It's the organic body, the life of the church, as they gather together. Uh, Christ says, "Where two or three are gathered, I am with you," and He says, um, "You know, He was going to build the ecclesia upon the apostles and the prophets." That's, they're the foundation. He's the cornerstone. The foundation are, is that is the writings in scripture. Um, and so where does the authority come from for what we have today in the institutional church? And we are show you that it doesn't hold water. No, There's no it's... biblical basis for what you see or what you attend today. Yes. Has... The, I mean, clearly, if Satan wanted to destroy the church, he does it from the inside, not from the outside. Paul always said, and the apostles always warned them, they will arise among you. They will be part of you. So that's, you know, people think that the, the, the problem is going to come from the outside in. No, it's no. there. No. And if you do not know scripture, and if you do not understand scripture and understand authority, then you, you're going to be duped. Yes. Yeah, it's sad that, you know, you got to, I don't know how deep we want to go today, but you've got a guy up there that's uh, on the podium. He's, he's there at the pulpit, 
pulpit, whatever you want to call it. And you're only getting what he's reading out of Scripture, and he's he's breaking it down for you. You you need to break down Scripture with Scripture. Yeah. And, and it doesn't break down. And let's get back to, let's cover a little bit of today's study, really, yeah. in... Um, yeah, I did get a little off key there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's, <clears throat> it's a... Yeah, it's so. It, it will be. Yeah, and we yeah. will we will bring those into into play down here. Um, so we started off with where does authority come from? Who has all authority? Obviously, we realize that uh, God has all of authority. God has delegated His authority. He delegated some authority to Adam and Eve when He gave them the ability to to name the animals and to make choices. Mm -hmm. He had the authority because he created all things. Then he gave authority to Christ. Christ even says, I, I only do what my father does. You know, and so when Christ came to earth, he submitted himself to the father and, and he is given that authority. He says, all authority has been given to me on heaven and earth. Uh, in Matthew 28, 18 here, we see all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. So God has delegated authority to Christ. So, um, and we, in our last podcast, we dealt with that. Today, we are going to touch on Jesus gives authority to his apostles. You know, what kind of authority is it? It's, a, it's full authority, basically, other than an, he's, he's giving them, he's leaving. So he has to have the 12 to pass everything along. And to do that, they have to have authority and power. And by power... I'm talking about that they can heal, they can do every, just about everything that Christ can do on earth. Yes. So, um, well, here it gives it to us in Matthew 10, 1. And he called to him his 12 disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and every affliction. So what he gave them authority. So here Christ, we see from Scripture is speaking to them and he called the 12 and he says, I give you authority over unclean spirits, over um, that you are able to cast them out. You will heal, heal every disease and every affliction. Yeah. And here, I just want to bring this up is uh, in case we have some young people that are young and that uh, are in Christ here, um, your Bible, a lot of Bibles have cross-references to other uh, scriptures. And this is what's important to understand is they'll send you back to, uh, like, with M Matthew 10.1, it'll send you back to Mark 3, 13, 15, 13 through 15, and Luke 9.11. So they all pertain it's 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 all intertwined and it, it's, it's that's one of the amazing things about the bible <laughs> even clear back in it'll, the new testament will refer back to the old testament so so mark 3 that's yeah 13 through 15 okay so and mark we, 3 and he went up on the mountain and he called to him those whom he des desired and they came to him and he appointed 12 so that they might be with him, and he might send them out to preach and have authority to cast out demons, 
he appointed the twelve. Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James the son of Zebedee, and John the brother of James, to whom he gave the name Bongeris, <laughs> that is, son of thunder, uh, Andrew and Philip and Bartholomew and Matthew and Thomas, and James the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus and Simon the zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Yeah, so um, we see that, that um, throughout the, the New Testament, throughout the Gospels, he is, he's constantly telling them, I'm giving you authority. I'm, I'm giving you the authority that I have to give. Well, he knew of the obstacles that they were coming up against. And uh, <laughs> they didn't, he gave them all the uh, uh, tools that they needed to go through this. And the other one was uh, Luke 9:11, and it reads that, But the crowds learned about it and followed him. He welcomed them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who needed healing. And the healing in that, that, that even the apostles did after Christ, was such an example of, of what, what he could do. And it really opens up people's eyes, especially during that time. This is not something that anybody could do. And they instantly got up. And a lot of his, a lot of his healings were people that the locals had known for all their lives and uh, knew that they had been crippled or whatever, and he, he raises them. And, and, and they would go to Jesus and they said, by what authority do you do these? Right. So they were always looking for uh, authenticity in the, in, in the authority structure. You know, there's always authority structure. In, as we talked about before, in, in the military realm, there's always um, authority structure handed down the chain of command. Um, but it ends. It ends where? With the private. The private can't make himself a sergeant, and he can't make somebody else a sergeant or corporal or general or anything, and he can't, he can't do anything until he is authorized uh, and given a rank where he has authority. And as he goes up through the ranks, he gains, gains more authority. Um, but, you know, we're going to show in Scripture that that's the same thing that happens in Scripture. The authority eventually ends. And nobody has the power to give themselves authority. So we see here that Jesus gave the same authority he had to the apostles to carry on the work of the ministry for a time. But we don't see... To my knowledge, we don't see where Christ hands the apostles any authority in heaven, which Christ was handed that. So we're seeing how this is uh, playing out to less and less each time, it seems like, that the authority is given. Correct? Yeah. You, you yeah, I mean, uh, basically the apostles had a lot of authority. Right. Um, in Mark 6, and he called the twelve and began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over the unclean spirits. Luke 9, 1, and he called the twelve together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. So we, uh, again, we hear that and we see that they have this authority over demons, over diseases, afflictions, you know, basically these miracles. 
Yeah. They could do the same miracles that Christ could do. Yep. So now we, uh, as we move on here, we're at Acts 14.23. And when they had appointed elders for them in every church, they prayed and fasted. They com And fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they had, had believed. And we come into this word, charitonio. From a captive of 5495, that'd be in your Greek, select or appoint, choose, ordain. So that's how that goes. But the Greek word, it, it, you have to read the context. So it's not like, uh, you know, the, the apostles went and um, got the congregation together and had um, a vote on who they were going to, to make elders. No, they went and they were told to appoint elders. They picked the elders that were to oversee. The elders had authority. They were given authority by the apostles. And, you know, there's other scriptures that talk about the authority they have as overseers, um, how they are to manage the household of God. And there's qualities that they have to, they have to meet in order to do that. You find that in Timothy and Titus. Um, but again, it's not, it's not by vote. It's not by people selecting. It is by appointing from the the um, apostles themselves. Yep, they have the authority to do that. So First Corinthians five three through five. By the way, this is all in ESV. For though absent in body, I am present in spirit, and as if present, I have already pronounced judgment on the one who did such a thing. When you are assembled in the name of the Lord Jesus, and my spirit is present with the power of our Lord Jesus, you are to deliver this man to Satan for the destruction of his flesh, that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. Now, the word judgment here is, uh, in Greek, kreono, properly to distinguish, decide mentally or ju judicially, by implication to try, condemn, punish, avenge, collude, condemn, damn, decree, determine, esteem, judge, go to, sue at the law, ordain, call in question, sentence to think. So, so we see here um, that Paul is writing to the Corinthians. And he says, I have already pronounced judgment. Why? How could he do that? How could he pronounce judgment? Well, he had authority. Uh, as Christ said, I have, I, you know, I give you this authority. I, I, I give you the authority, you know, basically as you are ministers to, the, to my ecclesia, you have the authority, you have the authority to judge. He says, I have already pronounced judgment. And this is how I want you to carry out my judgment. When you assemble together, I, with the power of the Lord Jesus, you are to deliver this man to Satan for to destruction of his flesh, mm -hmm. that his spirit might be saved. So Paul wasn't writing him off and saying he wasn't a believer, but he was, he was this, this guy was sleeping with his father's wife, wife. which was probably his stepmother. And so, and the, and the, the ecclesia of the gathering was doing nothing about it, um, and it wasn't the only issue the Corinthians had, but it was one 
glaring issue. And Paul says, I've already, I've already given my judgment, and this is how I want you to carry it out. And they carried it out, and you read in 2 Corinthians how the man repented, and they brought him back in. So, um, yeah, and we're just trying to establish the authority that the apostles had at that time. And there again, he gave forgiveness. Christ gave him that authority. That wasn't just something that's, you know, he, he, you know, somebody could bring up that he just forgive this man for the sin because this had to do with his spirit. This is right, right. He he was worried about the soul of this man, right. and he was worried about the leaven, leavening the whole loaf, basically coming in and corrupting. Because you know what happens with people? They look at somebody and say, "Oh, well, they, they can live that way." Well, I can live this way, and and everybody will accept me. You know, uh, we have churches now that accept homosexuals, transgender, uh, whatever they may be. They're unmarried couples. There's, you know, all kinds of things going on within the so-called church, institutional church, um, that's not being dealt with or it's being accepted. Uh, but, um, you know, we need we need to close this. It's yeah. It's, OK. We so we'll 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 uh, we'll finish yeah. up next week. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll continue on this whole thought of uh, Jesus giving authority to the to the apostles. And then, you know, uh, we'll show um, the uh, uh, the authority that was given from the apostles to the elders um, in future podcasts and yeah. just kind of bring it all together eventually. And you, you should see how the structured authority structure is is working out in the uh, in, in the ecclesia. So I guess we're done for yep. today. And uh, thanks for listening. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.